speeding bullets. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's a spoiler alert. The following podcast contains spoilers for Man of Steel. If you are one of the five people in the world that hasn't seen this movie, be sure to pause now and check back with us as soon as you've watched it. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Carpe Diem Gamecast. We are the leaders of the Dinotopia Revival. Revival? Is it, like a, is it an evangelist movie? Dinotopia's no. never dead, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm Dan. I'm Steve. I'm Brian. I'm Tyler. And I'm Mac. How's it going, guys? Well. Been a couple weeks. Hey. That I, Dinotopia thing never dies. No. <laughs> it does not. I, Mac, every time it's, and I'm Mac, because you're always sitting next to Dan. That's, well, we also always go counterclockwise around the table. But you're always sitting there. Do we always sit in the same spot? Yeah, yeah. pretty much, yeah. Even Except at the old place? Sometimes you and Tyler <laughs> used to sit. So. Uh, yeah, sometimes pretty Brian much. Sometimes used to sit next to me. Steve's always oh, on the right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm always on the right of Dan. Pretty much. I'm usually next to you, aren't I? Usually, me, yeah. Sometimes me and him switch. These two are like the dogs from Ghostbusters. Vince Portho and... The other fucking one. <laughs> the gatekeeper. <laughs> the gatekeeper. And the key master. The key master, yeah. Yeah, that's them. I am the fucking key master. No, you're Vince Clark, though. That means I'm the key master. <laughs> well. What the fuck ever, man. Zool is the gatekeeper. Oh, yeah. Zool. Okay. Someone's Rick Moranis. Yeah, is that's you, me. Am I Rick Moranis? No, I'm Rick oh. Moranis. Here, puppy, puppy. I nice get to be Sigourney doggy. Weaver. Yeah. That's the point. <laughs> Don't you guys get Keymaster, Gatekeeper, it's sexual references? Oh. No. Oh. Wow. The more wow. you know. Seriously? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we're like going to 1985 or something. Start things off a little I bit different. I wasn't born yet. We're gonna go. Uh, we're not gonna do what's on our horizon this week. First our, off, nothing's on our horizons. <laughs> well, the sun shall never rise. The same thing is on all our, our well, we horizons. We have to wait. The, the, the sun shall never show. rise again. And uh, we talked before about doing uh, <laughs> email episodes. The day after we recorded one, but a week before it was released, I got two emails. So I think what we're gonna do is we're going to just respond to emails like we have been in the past. But if we happen to get an influx of emails. We'll build an email imp- episode into the release schedule. So. Influx being more than two. Uh, yeah. Yes. Influx being more than two. More than no, not more than two, just two. Ca- um, counterflux. No real announcements. By the time this drops, the the RPG listener survey will have closed out. Hopefully, you got the message at the beginning of the last episode, and we can just we can go ahead and now say we won. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we will. Uh, That's great. Thanks, we will listeners, have for supporting the us the way we wanted you to. I did remember something. We do have a little, a uh, little bit of an announcement. Yeah. Oh. We forgot about the uh, game store creeps contest. Oh yeah. It's, it's, we want did we that, not say yeah. that? We did no, it. We said that, but we didn't. We, not in this we, episode. We reminded yeah. them about a poll, right? 
Yeah. That but was, I, uh, that that was, was something else. Thing. Yeah, it was oh, something okay. else. So if you guys would like I to get in, I've got a uh, $10 gift certificate from Drive Through RPG. Uh, what we're looking for from you is um, your funny or horrible stories about creeps you've found in, you've met. Creeps, in, weirdos. Weirdos, goofballs. Super nerds. Yeah, anything that you've found or in. Or just weird, uh, like th- weird happenings, not yeah. even just like. People. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, Game it stores. It doesn't be part of their character, but like yeah. if you just had this one really weird encounter. Yeah. Game stores, conventions, anything like that. You can be anonymous, so if it's you, I mean. <laughs> and if you cried until they gave you donuts, we already have that. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that one to yourself. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so shoot us, uh, shoot us an email, dan at carpegm.net. Uh, we'll get them in. I think we'll do, um, we'll go two more weeks after this episode drops, uh, as far as entries are concerned, and then we will, uh, have an episode where we talk about our experiences, which I cut you guys short from on, on the last episode, and, uh, read the, read the entries from the listeners. I'm going to be right. prepared that week. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be... Like strapped? <laughs> and ready. I'm sure it'll be amazing. Let's just uh, take a quick break and move right on into our emails. To run bright all morning, every time to run and stop this whole wandering walk. And I tell you this life is a real short night, but I certainly don't want to die. Oh, oh, I'll be tearing, trying to save you in half past ideas. All right, we're back. I know. You guys got an email so, from HK Fooey. Oh, who's that? HK oh, Fooey. Yeah, we know Fooey. this dude. Wait, I thought um, we weren't doing um, the email Fooey. thing anymore. He just said. Did we you are. not listen to the last, the end of the last segment? <laughs> well, we're doing, the hell were you doing? What's the segment? Oh <laughs> uh, in any case, Tyler's okay. here, everybody. Hey. Woo. Okay, just because I'm the only guy bored enough to email you, pukes, don't give me grief. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me grief. So I'm not Dan. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> All right, Steve, is it you? Okay, when you say <laughs> I'm not Dan, that makes us think it's definitely yeah, Dan. This is just a witch hunt mentality yeah, now. The, yeah. the more you deny it, the guiltier we, yeah. we see you as. You have to confess that you're Dan, and yeah. then we can forgive you for being Dan. Or just drown in the puddle, drown in the uh, tub of water, and then we know that you're God, actually, actually you don't, both. Do you... It's not that we're not going to kill you, it's that you won't go to hell. Actually bored enough. Wow, we do suck. Now then... I just listened to your alignment episode, and you guys sounded like a bunch of online educated therapists. Seriously. As we all know, a DM sets the rules. If you don't like alignments, throw them out. Ta-da! We were talking about whether or not you should. <laughs> what's, who's listening to this show? The next uh, line is just, geez. <laughs> However, one of you donuts asked me why we listen, and frankly, I listen because you make me laugh with all your stupid nerd humor and the only... Th- that only nerds like me get. So keep up the nerd pop references and make me laugh. Peace out, losers. HK Fooey. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. This I, guy's a f- I, I feel <laughs> trolled. Were we just trolled? Can you, <laughs> did he just post this on our Facebook <laughs> wall? Like, <laughs> no, he sent it to me it's on the probably Hoba. <laughs> you guys blow. I only listen to you because you're funny sometimes because hey, it's sad. I guess yeah. it's kind of funny. It's not like funny. Whatever. It's kind of nerd funny, yeah. and nobody would really get it. But I get for, it. You know, me, which I guess whatever. Yeah. But like, I listen to it when there's nothing left in my Stitcher feed. Um, <laughs> I, I literally only read right. it because, I, like, if I if I or read listen to it because if I don't, iTunes won't delete it off my hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got wow. a big roof for Dinotopia cast. <laughs> <laughs> You're out. <laughs> K. Fui turns in for the, tunes in for the Dinotopia comments. Well, I'd say that that's a, a response for H. K. Fui. Thanks for the thanks for the email, H. K. Seriously, <laughs> I'm f***ing offended. He he loves just, this. Shit. I like that we get to troll him back. That was fine. This is just a, I. Th- what is this, Howard Stern? <laughs> <laughs> We don't just open up the phone line so people can call in and go, ah, f- you. <laughs> this is basically what's happening. We just uh, got trolled hard. He writes another email. We'll read the substantive portion. All right, I got another one. <laughs> this one is from Wookie Daddy. The fucking same three guys. <laughs> <laughs> fucking same Why do we? Uh, haven't we given these guys games? <laughs> is this like a fucking public forum? They're not it's getting like, anything else from us. The like, park <laughs> bench in Staten Island is broken. Somebody fucking fix it. Uh, here the we go. The next one is from Wolfish Hunger. Yeah. The next one is from <laughs> Man. Wookie yeah. <laughs> Daddy writes. Just listen to your episode on alignment. Loved how everyone hated it. <laughs> I hated, the, the, hated alignment, not the episode. Yeah. Okay, okay. Not, let's just think let's about just say it's way. the worst episode we've ever done, and just be done with. I have recently uh, been alternating time between Dungeon Worlds and Savage Worlds, and I also see alignment as too restrictive and a crutch. Dungeon World does a good job of connecting alignment with the mechanics of the game, player alignment, and its corresponding move, and get XP per session. However, it still feels restrictive in that. Only certain alignments are allowed per class. For example, if you want to play a ranger, you are limited to chaotic, good, or neutral. I realize that providing limiting choices helps move character creation along and gets people playing faster, but it adds unnecessary restrictions. Sorry to ramble, here's my question. I play in a weekly game with a rotating set of GMs and systems. Because of life, work, and bad luck, not everyone can be there each week. We normally have five players and a GM, but many weeks we are short a player or two. What do you do when players can't make a session? That's a rough one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you just kind of go like, oh. <laughs> Most of the times, I'm pretty lucky with the fact that we've got a pretty dedicated group. I don't know. Steve, what did you guys do for the three weeks I wasn't there? Through Be party. honest. We played games. We played, like, board games and stuff. So you're playing different games? Yeah. Like, it's good to have, like, every once in a while, I'll actually look for games that are are good, like, filler games between... D and D. So that way, if like you know somebody's not going to show up, you can say like we can everybody throw down Thunderstone or something. like everybody in the group likes it or like maybe look likes it in some way. Right. So that's I actually kind of like actively buy board games just for that purpose sometimes. Cool. But other than that, there's a, uh, I mean, there's a few just like other games you can play. I mean, they don't even have to be board games. There's like card games and stuff like that. Just like if 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 the situation comes up where it's like you didn't know that the person wasn't going to be there until you like all sat down to play D&D, that's what sucks. But I mean, for the most part, you can just like whip out a board game or something. Yeah, right? that's, that's usually a, what it's I, like a no-call no-show. Yeah. Right? Another yeah. another good way to do it is figure out which players you know are going to be there consistently every time you meet and at that point in time you can kind of write in the other characters that you know are maybe more likely not to show up as less important parts in the game, like easily able to be NPC-controlled or off doing something else that week or just not as prevalent to the main storyline. Not to where they're not going to be able to play when they get there and not have an impact on the story, but just like the like whatever main characters should be the people that you know are consistently going to show up. Hang on, up. though. How do the D&D encounters things run? Because you can't, you can't count on having the same crew all the time there for that, right? I have no clue. 
Yeah, I, I, I think those were well, just mo- those. It, are, it's modularized, right? Yeah, like it whatever is. You, whatever you got on the night, that's what. Yeah, you, you don't you have know? to have the same characters. Just have uh, have to have uh, enough players to uh, like which fill a specific. Yeah, fill a specific number of players at the yeah. table. It's like right. which like, instance are we running or something? It's like basically that. like a weekly playtest. Yeah, but that's. Uh, I, I feel like if you were writing a campaign that was modular sessions, demo. you know, like you weren't doing anything too long, and this is ha- what you'd have to do. You'd have to adapt your storyline to this. Like, if it was modularized and you had a notebook of, I got two guys. This is the next plot point we're going to do. I got three guys. This is the next plot point we're going to do. If you did things like that, you can, you know, just kind of flip through. You'd have to have a, a, a couple of different ideas. Uh, a little bit of planned out before you find out how many people you got, but I think it's adaptable. I think you can do it. Like another cool, and every time all five fucking people show up, sorry, every time five people show up, you should really like try to do something epic with it. Like I would think another really cool idea might be a little more difficult would be create a setting to where it would be easy for characters to drop in and out. I personally where, have used that specific method. Yeah, where like even you could like maybe if like three people show up, you can play maybe. These three characters that are on this side of the world, and then like if like maybe two people only show up, you can play the two characters that are on the other side of the world. So almost running like two yeah, separate yeah, campaigns. It's like a, it's like well, a race I, with the batons. Yeah. When well, I say you modularize things, I don't mean that like those characters, the characters that aren't there, are just suddenly gone. I mean that you know you, you have a reason like okay, you guys are working a business, they're watching the store, the other two guys are going off, something like that. You know? I I think uh, le- the next time I start a campaign or start anything with a D and D or whatever, and game, have everybody sign a contract. I'm, yeah, not, in not, blood, a legal binding document. In blood, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, you can send them to like a like D and D like bill collector. Or something, <laughs> like, call it. You owe us sixty You now. <laughs> you uh, I'm gonna give everyone like a one on one session with role play to where it's like uh they all each individual like player character in the in the campaign has like a starting point yeah. to where like he so you can say like Mac uh is a ranger and he found out that like there's somebody corrupting like animals or something that <laughs> rangers do I don't I know I want to be a lawful good ranger and, I know he uh, says that he can't be one, but I think it's a warden. I think I, yeah, that's so. I can, but I would do something. I could do something individually with every player, right? So that way, if like when, when the time comes, like three weeks later, for everyone to show up all together, if one of the people isn't there, I at least know what the individual person should be up to that isn't there, so I can have the people, the players who actually you showed can justify up, justify it, and yeah, yeah, I can have them be like, well. I can steer them maybe in that other player's direction and just have stuff happen in between. So it's like, so I know where Mac is. Yeah, like Ranger Rick is out catching Yogi. I can yeah. have the other players. Another, you know. another. That's what I think of when I think of a lawful good ranger, I think of the, the antagonist <laughs> Yogi Bear. Hey, stop throwing those picnic baskets. <laughs> but Yogi, boo-boo. the ranger said yeah. we can't have the picnic baskets. Another thing that might be a useful tip too, that <laughs> might be a little more difficult, not possible every ter- time, would be to uh, end your sessions in a matter to where you resolve the conflict at hand. Yeah, right. To like where like every you session can, yeah. needs to end. It would yeah. Be, yeah, it'd be really bad if you put yourself in a situation where like, well, there's five of them in that cave yeah, if and only like, four of them are getting out. Well, the person who's staying behind that, is a person who isn't. If it's like a sarcastic TV show about D&D, you do a scene change. It's a, it's a cliffhanger. They go to commercial. They come back and one of the characters suddenly isn't there anymore. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. they just, oh, he went for a beer or something. But <laughs> suddenly, suddenly David is gone. Poof. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like, well, yeah, that's cool. I got two of them. Uh, number no, one that sucks. 
Don't let that happen. Don't oh, go okay. to commercial yeah, break. Oh, okay. Number yeah. one, um, Stu from Happy Jacks put it out there. He was like, if someone doesn't show up to a session, this is because he runs huge sessions, like 10, 11 people. Somebody's not there. They're just not there. Like, they just disappeared. He's like, there's enough people around the table to keep the action moving forward. Right. So if your healer's missing, go bitch at him. Yeah, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not saying, you, you, like, you do this modularized thing and somebody's off in the woods capturing right. Yogi, and when you come back, you, you, you make everybody wait while you do a little bit of solo thing. If they didn't show up, they didn't get to play for that. Bit. All right. Take, taking it, it away him. from Hanna-Barbera cartoons a little bit here. Um, Barbara? Barbera? Barbara. Yeah. Whatever. Conan the Barbera. Come on, man. You're old enough. You should know this. Yeah. Aren't you like 70? Weren't you I like am. watching original Space Ghost? <laughs> I am. Dan, Dan's 96 years old. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> is Hannah and Barbera. Yeah. Yeah. He's wow. six 16-year-olds. <laughs> In any case. Y'all ready for this? Uh, my game group, as everybody knows, is my kids. And uh, I've had a situation where th- once I taught them how to play... They wanted to play all the time, which we couldn't, but then we would have um, sessions, and they'd want to bring their friends. And their friends would come in, and it, would be, it was a situation where every time we were playing, we had to do character generation and try to figure, fit somebody else into the story and whatnot. So after we finished out specific adventure we were on, I set to the task of creating a, a game in which their friends can show up and come and go as they please, essentially, and we still had the core group of people. They were like the Newman of the D&D. The way it worked, <laughs> the way it worked was I took, uh, I took a town and created a town with the kids. We all sat down and created the buildings and what was in the town and oh, everything. This is just adorable. <laughs> so then... <laughs> you built a town with the kids. We yeah. did. Did you make it's it wonderful. out of Duplas? Did we you did. buy a zoo? <laughs> and put it all together with Tiki Tech? We We sucked. Yeah. You know what they did? They bought a zoo. End of movie. <laughs> <laughs> So we well, created the town. Turns out zoos are hard. So we created the town, which was the headquarters, and uh, created a couple of sublevels of like sewers and such dungeons and whatnot. The PCs essentially became outcasts from the town, living beneath the city, trying to both stop crime and uh, clear their name with the town. So the adventures never really left the city, and all of the cast of characters, which were the group, core group of my kids. And then there were five or six other characters that we all created that were just rotating characters. And if at any given point they had the 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 kid playing that character had to leave, it, the, it was perfectly feasible that the the requisite character in the game had to go to work or something else happened because they were still living in the town. They were no more than 15, 20 minutes from their home. Have you ever heard of a game called Animal Crossing? Uh, you yes. made Animal Crossing the RPG. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, you this did. was you a guys, medieval guys. superheroes campaign that was more akin to Batman and Gotham City than Animal Where Crossing. Where everyone had a day job. The concept <laughs> is still the same. It's like you have the city. Batman has and, a day you know, job. Like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so can't show up because he has to go bake bread today. Yeah. Okay. That's Animal Crossing. You know, I'm just saying. And you want to play Animal Crossing in RPG. Like, I, yeah, but you can do it Superman fast. Well, yeah. I'm just saying. In any case, there's a few different ways you can do it. This is just a couple. My suggestion, well, here, let's let's read what he's got. He's a... Uh, oh, it's no. not over? No, oh. he's got a little bit more. Wookie yeah. Daddy says, we normally roll dice to see who gets saddled with the extra character. That sucks for the player that has to play two, but helps keep the story moving. I've tried having the GM take over the characters, and that also awkward for me and the PCs. Lastly, we've tried Google Plus when possible, but it's hard for the person playing remotely to get into the action... The same as if they were there. <laughs> Are you using a webcam? <laughs> yeah. You think that that ruins emergence and they're like, across the city? Possibly. 
I was trying to make a sex joke. Oh, I was. I'm yeah, sorry. I was just right. thinking about like someone on Google Plus being was like, nice and I roll a twenty. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's dice rolling programs. Yeah. There's, yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool. Guys. Lastly, I want to thank you for the Edge of the Empire beginner game. My two sons and I had great time playing it, and are looking forward to the full release in a month or so. Oh, he got it. I already have plans to add some more kids from one of the regular players in our weekly adult game. Enjoying Whoa, after dark. Enjoying the podcast, <laughs> yours, Wookie Daddy. That is a dog as butt candle light. <laughs> Come so to you live go. from Try somebody's some candles. So there we are. It's real initiative. <laughs> I got one more. Uh, after reading uh, HK Fooey's email. Hate mail. <laughs> it wasn't a hate mail. Yeah, it was. It, it was mail. perfectly fine to me. I shot him an email back, and it was just like, uh, thanks for writing in. He writes in, says, life's good. His group uh, switched to 40, 40K and uh, 40 just won their first tournament. He won uh, a tournament at 40K? Yes. Nice. Cool. What were they playing? He said they switched. What were they? Um, we what got tired of playing, playtesting for WotC and are just waiting oh, okay, for 5th Ed to launch. However, you've inspired me to play 1st Ed D&D with my kids, 11 and 8, and we had a great time. My daughter, the eldest, got so excited that she has read all the rules and the village of Hamlet. Support the hobby, right? Good times. Anyway, that sums it up for me. Had a great Father's Day. Hope you did too. Peace out, loser. Sent from my iPad. HK Fooey. <laughs> Dude, and he's rich? That's what the, the hell, man? <laughs> Why is yeah, he rich? You got kids to pick iPad. on. Leave us alone. <laughs> I can just imagine him just sitting on his couch, like watching well, Sports Center. I can like Actually, a football. <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? He's like, fans. Yeah. I only, I only, I only showed my kids D and D so I can make fun of them. <laughs> yeah, hey mean? nerds! I found this book at a Goodwill. Eat it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, you yeah. like that kind of stuff, don't you? How about you try being a human linebacker? Make your dad proud. <laughs> and that's just what he says to the eight-year-old. <laughs> All right. Well, Wookie Daddy HK, thanks for writing in. You guys are badass. With that, let's go ahead and move on to the next segment. Man of Steel. Alright, we're back. Everybody's seen it. It was a movie. It was a movie. Spoiler, um, you put a spoiler alert oh, yeah, at the beginning, right? Oh, yeah, this is spoiler horrific. Yeah, there's spoilers at the beginning. Right. Uh, we're going ah! to rip it to shreds. I thought twice. Alright, so we've got, um, alright, so we got, uh, Henry Cavill as he, Superman. He was six foot eight, chest about four inches past his chin. This guy's bullshit. I'm telling you. <laughs> This dude looks the most like Superman I think I've ever seen anybody. I got a poster item in my house. I stare at it. That's nice, Brian. Right next to the kitty poster. It says I love you. Tyler, you got to get on the mic. Right Uh, next to the kitty poster. (laughs) The bright likes big kitty. It's actually true. This was actually, that's a good thing. I think that that, that bit's funny. Like uh, uh, a friend of Ryan's was going to buy him a poster, but he's like, you can. I will buy you any poster you want if I get to pick another poster and you have to put it right on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have to be right next. So actually true. That is not a joke. That yeah. there is a Superman poster right next to a like cute kitty in flowers. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's a little kitty wall. that's looking right up at Superman. The kid right above the kitty cat just says, "I love you." Yeah. Aww, <laughs> and that's my living nice. room. Uh, so, um, <laughs> tacked right into the wall. <laughs> Real quick, once around the table, what'd you guys think, Steve? I thought it was good. Brian, yeah. I, I love that movie. 
Tyler? I, I loved it, too. Mac? I am a huge, huge fan. All right, I liked it a lot. Now, we talked before about uh, expectations and what we hope to see from the movie. Steve, you had mentioned that you wanted to see a dynamic uh, exposition of the Kryptonians fighting each other. Yeah. That satisfied that, I think. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. say so. <laughs> it's... I would say so as well. Like, in reference to our sci-fi episode, this is a sci-fi movie. Like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's pretty even, good. Even though a lot of comic books kind of are, like, yeah. this one, the aliens, the technology, the, like, yeah. it goes crazy with uh, it. Here, here in a little bit, we'll go through and just shoot down some bullet points about what uh, what specific things we liked about the movie, maybe scenes or, or pieces of the puzzle that came together to create this thing. Let's see here. Brian, did you cry in the movie theater? I was very, very close. I had the moment of happiness, but I didn't actually shed a tear at the part where Superman flew for the first time. Okay, so I you were almost there. I had a smile on my face, like as like as big as possible, and then I, it wasn't as much as like cry, but it was just like the gigantic, you know, like smile that would the not rush. go away, for, like the rush of adrenaline, just being like, and then he would do, and then the, and then the, the explosions, and like I was, <laughs> I was all over that. I was just all very right. happy. Tyler. Uh, what was it that you said on the episode? I think my thing was the Justice League tie-in. Yeah, yeah. you wanted to see some Not tie-ins. Of Matter of fact, the Justice League thing, I was a little disappointed. It actually it didn't happen. Everyone stay. Actually, I've never seen so many people stay in the movie theater after a movie. Just to see nothing. something. Even for the Marvel movies, like even for Iron Man, they're just like, nope. Screw this! So yeah. we know something's That's coming. That's the thing We're DC never does. Anyway. And I checked. I checked on the internet beforehand. Yeah, I mean, I, the second time I saw it, I got up to leave, and I told people I was like, "I saw it last night. There's nothing more." They still and they stayed. didn't believe me. I know. <laughs> DC but doesn't that, do that. That's they, a sign of a movie that has people yeah. like immersed. They're like, "I want to see like, you know, Batman show up and be like, we got takedown." They didn't even screen. do no. a float though. Batman Begins ended with a Joker reference. Like they didn't right. float yeah. anything. Uh, they no, they did a little bit of Luthor. There was a lot of Not subtle really. stuff. Just the LexCorp. There was a couple of LexCorp trucks. There was a LexCorp that was building. About it. Yeah. Aside from that, it's just like I'm. Uh, <laughs> and there was a Wayne the Corp. Wayne Corp on the Wayne Enterprises on the satellite. And then there was the Blue Beetle. But that's not really a float. Like they don't the Blue Beetle plot point. Yeah, there was a Blue Beetle reference, wasn't there? Booster Gold or Booster Gold? Yeah, I didn't actually see it. I finally found a screenshot of it. It does exist. It's what like it? when Zod and Superman are flying at each other, where he's like climbing up the window like Goliath and Gargoyle, and and Superman's like coming down at him. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, Goliath like, from Gargoyle. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, 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 that's that's where I was stretching. That for. is a perfect reference. Yeah, he's just like, like climbing, like oh, just, yeah, 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 that yeah, part was yeah. awesome. By yeah, the way, and like Superman's just flying down at him. It when it like wide screens out to just see him like both like coming well, down. That at whole him, bit, that whole see, bit like, where where Zod is pissed, like. That's the best part. It, it when, is when he starts like step by step discovering the powers, yeah. and just like mastering his way through him. And I thought that that was awesome. It's so badass. So, I mean, I guess the other tie-in is that uh, there was a comic released. DC released a comic previous to the release of the movie. They did. That was explaining the origin of the ship that was found. Supergirl. Yes. Yeah. That she was. That uh, oh, yeah. Kara was the pilot that's of like, that ship. That's like an old school. That was like part of the continuity. I don't think it had anything to do with this what? comic. I, 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 there's like one version of Su- of Supergirl where like she was in a pod or something like that. That yeah, was just recently. I checked Are you up. Sure? Yeah, I checked up. Okay, on it. but I heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. So there was. I mean, there's a. I was wondering because that's one of the things that I saw. Like when he first discovers the scout ship and and like eyelashes his way into it, and then he uh, 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 brushes off the one and sees the dead guy, and then turns yeah. around. <laughs> Right before he like has to run to go save Lois from the tentacle bot thing, he, the, the, that pod is open. 
Like, yeah. And it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. what happened to that Kryptonian? Right. Yeah. So what's the what's the story? Girl. What do they say happened to her? She piloted she, that in and she crashed. She was there 20,000 years ago. Where is she now? I don't know. They're but not immortal. Be, right? No. Yeah, no. I don't know. Because, like, no, she, that's her cousin. That's his cousin. Yeah. Normally, there's more. There's several different like Supergirl storylines. In any case, so there was that one. Um, I didn't really see much else as far as other superheroes. Go. Yeah, I, it's okay. The I Wayne got, Enterprise satellite was pretty cool though. Yeah, I was yeah. pretty hyped about that. LexCorp, I just knew that was coming. Okay, Mac. Uh, in the previous episode, you had said, "What was it that you said that you were looking forward to?" I in said the movie? many things. I just listened to it. I remembered what these three said, and I can't remember what Mac said. He said he wanted to see boobs. Boobs. There weren't any boobs. There were no. There were like. There was no. There was almost no sexuality at all. None. Like. Yeah, even Lois. This, that she's not even characterized that much. Not uh, sure. Amy Adams is, is is pretty and all, but like they don't even use her that much. Yeah. Never in that way. You like, mean she wasn't being she's creepily looked at. She's in pantsuits for the entire. Mo- it's all I got. She, <laughs> she's in pantsuits for the entire movie. They kiss once, and it's a little like dramatic. Uh, they, they really they don't use Lois that way at all. Uh, his mom is like a a a caricature of uh, like a Gaia caricature, and that's it. Every other woman in the movie is old. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, it doesn't distract from the uh, the action. And, what? Like, no, Feora's hot as hell. Oh yeah, but in armor the whole time. It's cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Whatever, man. For me, I wanted to see a darker exploration of uh, Superman. How much darker do you want? No, no, no. I'm saying that's what Superman I said in the last episode. Superman's, Superman's not dark. And he didn't kill thousands of people. That's he what I wanted to see in did. the... No, he didn't. I'll go with The movie, later. I wanted to see a darker exploration of Superman because I felt like that's what was being shown. I think it did okay. I think it did all right. I mean, you got to see where he makes the decisions to 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 stand by what principles. Um, when he watches his father die in the tornado. God, that was the worst... That was the worst part of the movie. Dog I agree. What, what's wrong with that? He yeah, like, went to save the save dog. A dog. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was so a kid. Stupid. I'm like, oh, he's going to save a kid. That's pretty noble. And his dad was just like, break. stop. Well, the, like, that was well, like, hang my on. least the, the, favorite the, the, part. The stop bit was fine. Yeah. The, that why, yeah. why Pa can't ran back out there is, is probably a stupid reason. Like, who goes back out there for the dog? Now, he thought he could do it. It's a mistake. The guy made a mistake, right? Probably a mistake you could see your father making. Not a dog. You thought he could make it, but he got caught. I'd go out there for my dog. It would happen. All right. <laughs> you would go after a dog, after, like when you know a tornado is going to get you. Yes. I don't. That he. That he. Yeah. Like I thought it was a super powerful moment that he just stood there and like. Yeah. Like no, don't. That, that was that, my that was least great. favorite part. I understood. I so there was. The point isn't that, that he's right. The point is that he's wrong. Right. And when Superman and he pays finally for come to grips with that, it's not that he pays for it. It's that he cho- he choose he, he chose his path he and for a he made his bed he, and he's going to he, sleep in it. He did. He's not make. He doesn't know he's making a mistake. No, he when he, he realizes make a mistake, it, he puts all of his chips on what he believes, and he dies believing that. What Superman has to come to grips with was that his father was wrong, and that his real father and was right. And that he could have saved him. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. no. It is. It is. A, it is Jor El that, that uh, persuades no, him. That's to kind like, of crap to like the Superman mythos too, because Pop Kent was not like he was like a nice guy. He, and, he was like, a plenty nice guy in this one. He, he but he did want asshole. his son. He did want his son to just stay home and be a farmer. Yeah, yeah. And he couldn't do that. Not with what he could do. There's um, no way he was ever going to get it to happen. But I mean, you're yeah, right. He's his his other father sent him away from home. One. His new father was trying to keep him home. Yeah. And yeah. it just shows the dichotomy between the two characters, which I think Russell Tr- Russell Crowe did a pretty damn. Let me just Russell yeah. Crow let me just awesome. say that Jor El was 
great. Yeah, yeah, didn't they do a great job of making Jor-El a badass? Yeah, that's oh, what I was so getting ready to cool. say. So here's he my so view cool. on that, is that Jor-El whooped J- Zod's if you listen, if you listen to some of the stuff that they're like, if you if you see it a second time and you can put a bunch of it into context, Jor El is apparently insanely smarter than everyone else on Krypton. Right, he makes all their technology. He's in charge of all kinds of crap. He's way more capable than everybody else. You, you see his military ability when he takes out like four guys and, and right. takes their guns away from him. Like he's incredible. Yeah. So what if he'd gotten the pot? <laughs> Whoa. Same thing probably would have happened. One second. But he probably would have just destroyed Zod like the second he showed up. Yeah. Like, I watched this thing by Max Landis. He did this video that we've all seen called The Death and Return of Superman. Yeah. He also did the Chronicle movie. Chronicle movie. Uh, he, he, he put out his thoughts on the movie. Oh, Man did you see that? Yeah. yeah. I was going to talk about that too. Yeah. Um, and he makes a really good point that like, okay, before I say anything, I love this movie. It's fantastic. I have like almost no qualms about it. I, I really, really like it. Are you about to trash it? part of it well then hold on let's go let's do we started on a good roll mac you've brought up a couple of times the tech i did a little research according to this movie the the tech in this movie was called geotech and it was all biological that's why it wasn't shiny it was kind of weathered looking it was all biology the mechanical design was pretty great. Yeah, too. Like yeah. The pin, it's all like, really good. It's yeah. super cool idea. Like the push yeah. pins. Yeah, the yeah, idea the was suits, that like, the, the Kryptonians were masters of DNA and for thousands of years had been building everything out of biological material. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's a riff on the crystal thing from the last movie. Yeah, but, so that's yeah. just amazing. It looked great. The terror morphing, I thought, was... I, I've never seen anything like that in a movie with the uh, I was with legitimately the scared of that yeah, thing. Yeah, I could see yeah. Like, and dude, out. If you that. Listen, thing was awesome. If you listen to the soundtrack, too, the effect that is the... It's actually in the soundtrack. Oh, really? It's not like a, an added sound effect. It oh, is in some awesome. scenes, but for, for a lot of it, it's just actually a thing Hans Zimmer was doing. <laughs> wow. It's yeah, fucking it's terrifying. That, that, that and thing. some of the effects on, like, if you listen to the... I think there's a track called General Zod. There's a track called Terramorphing that has that sound like in it, and it sets the the beat for the whole thing. And there's another track called General Zod that includes a part where like that includes some really loud uh, uh, bass horn hits. Like, and there when Zod is discovering the uh, eye lasers and is blowing up the building around them, there are times where it like goes through beams and you hear like boom, 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 and it's it's actually the soundtrack, it's not sound effects. That's really cool. I didn't know about that. Um, oh, the soundtrack's amazing. It's on Spotify. I'll check it out. Can we just talk about how awesome Zod was? That's where I was going. How awesome was General Zod? What was his name? Michael Harlan? Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. He's amazing right. on Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> Playing the opposite character. Yeah, that was, uh, that mean, was an amazing. That was a really. No, I mean, his very character nice on Boardwalk role. Empire is very quiet all the time. He's not doing the. The, he's not confident. He's not yelling like he is in. I mean, later seasons uh, different. Yeah. It's a lot different. I'm going to go home and okay, watch not the first the episode character, but like the tonight or tomorrow. So I think what Tyler's saying is, don't spoil Nucky. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm just about to. I will pop find that him. Thing in. I will so find him. Yeah, I will find him. That part was really cool. I will no, find him. Oh, I know what it was. Mac, you. Had I will said... find him. <laughs> he's a conehead now. I will find him. <laughs> Mac, you had said that you were interested in how Superman was going to beat another Kryptonian because oh. the way that they, the way that because they had similar powers, forty it was minutes. Just that's how something <laughs> stupid was going to be what caused him to be the victor. No, um, it was just that they were of equal strength, and you no know, two humans of equal strength. One could snap the other's neck if they knew how. But 
I don't believe that. I think it was the advantage, Superman's advantage of already being on the planet oh, and having too. been yeah. acclimated. No, they, they say they, they make that point very specifically yeah, that like the acclimation to the atmosphere and stuff lets him make better use of the potential. It shows him how quickly that Azad adapts to it, though. Oh yeah, very like, fast. Yeah. That part is so badass when he's like ripping the armor uh, off and shit. Awesome. he's just like, "If I had to, will you trade out of He uh, he 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 adapted much quicker than Superman did, yeah. apparently because of yeah. the scene where. Well, they also uh, explained that he was. Ma Kent yeah, was saying to be a warrior. that that's the whole thing the Kryptonians have is that all of, each of them is genetically designed for a specific task. He is designed for combat, right? And so, like that, yeah. like was like huh? it was right, the birthing matrix. Yeah. yeah, they they put it in the birthing baby matrix. stroller. Now it's it's cool be, that they 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 did a scene where once he gets on Zod's ship, he gets weakened. Because yeah, it was really cool Zod, not to have Kryptonite. Yeah. Instead, they had like the atmosphere. Yeah, Zod explains that the atmosphere on the ship is sim- different. It just simulates Krypton like completely. Yeah. And there's a deleted scene from Superman Returns where he goes back to blown up Krypton, oh, and yeah. he's just like flying through asteroids, and he finds a ton of Kryptonite, yeah. and he starts like passing out on the ship, and like has to like hits autopilot a away. and like yeah. goes away, like gets the hell out of there because he's like going through the asteroids and it's like kryptonite oh my gosh so it's like by going back to krypton or an atmosphere that's supposed to simulate krypton you automatically sort of well the the idea the idea of kryptonite kryptonite has always been that some part of of his past of his home world would kill him yeah that's never exactly made sense and and it i actually hadn't made the connection between the atmosphere and the idea of kryptonite but that's yeah. a it's interesting because i thought kryptonite was one of the tropes that they hadn't done but it also it doesn't make any sense in a material sense like how would an asteroid you know get to earth and that kind of time so yeah the idea that it's th- that they changed it to make it like the atmosphere or whatever yeah. makes a lot of sense yeah so we've got um the tech the lore i thought the effects looked great yeah couple of sticking points and this is where we'll come back to what you were talking about a little do bit Brian, ago, Brian. Do Brian's first. Though. What was yours? Huh? The the videos you what's were talking your, what's about. Your, what's your Max Landis thing? Oh yeah, he. I can I can back you up on this too. Whatever you say. Okay, so essentially he said at some point in time, Superman decides that Zod is not going to stop. Like there, there's a point in time where he like realizes like after he gets on the ship or something like that, he realizes that it's like there's nothing he can do to make Zod stop. Like, he's going to just continue to fight until, like, he achieves his goal of destroying the planet or whatever. Basically, after Zod, after Zod says in the dream sequence that he's going to terraform her. Yeah, yeah. At that point, he makes the point where, like, instead of Superman essentially murdering hundreds of thousands of people by letting the entire city get destroyed and eventually coming to the decision of, I'm going to kill Zod anyway. There's no reason why he shouldn't have just flown up, snap, zap Zod's neck immediately, just killed him immediately, and been over with it. I don't think he could have gotten past all those Kryptonians. They, right, they, but there was a point they, in time before all that happened where it was just him versus Zod. And he could have killed Zod at any point in that time. I don't know where that was. In the like little... like. It should have been sort in a town, right? Whenever yeah. with the girl was there? It should have been in, the girl a, was there? in immediate... Like, the fight where he... The part where he like like fly like super speed flies in really quick and like stops him from like harassing his mom basically yeah and like punches him in the and starts field beating and stuff. him up yeah. that that fight should have just lasted like for the rest of the movie and it just should have been him beating Zod up like immediately and killing him 
just because kill, just coming like immediately killing him. Go, go ahead though. Were you, were you gonna they say were just more saying about like that? like the, yeah, I was gonna say like people are gonna be like well or upset that, like oh Superman shouldn't kill people and I was like uh, Superman it, this it, was the, exactly the way he was exp- the way the way he was explaining it was Superman is on a higher level than everybody else. No one can possibly be like him. No one could ever be like him. He is like an adult to the rest of the world is like children. And when Zod shows up, it's like another adult comes and starts beating up the children. And the only pr- like possible thing that the other adult can do is would be to physically stop that other adult. I, I, I think that there are a lot of exceptions to that. I think that I'm not sure Superman could have killed him or knew that he could kill him right there. I don't think that Superman had it in him to kill somebody. Or maybe he didn't want yet. to. That's a I mean, good this point. is a. I don't but, think that's true. And, and, it, and I don't necessarily accept that, that that killing him and killing just Zod, by the way, is the only way to do this. I don't think you. I don't think you win by killing Zod. I think if you kill Zod, all the rest of Kryptonians kill you right, and then do the what they were going to do. What's the point of waiting until he's going to zap four people after he's killed hundreds? That's of the that's people. the last point. Like that is where you are. Right. He, it's the it's the, it's the ultimate form of the ultimatum. He is going to kill those people right there unless yeah, but you he's do killed this so and many this. already before, and he didn't stop. You him were at never all. in a position to stop him. You were never in. A, you never had your hands around his neck, and the only thing that you could do was do that. It had that never been spelled like, out like that. He didn't like. At at the end, when all this stuff was getting destroyed and stuff, he wasn't really like letting that happen right there. Like he didn't really. He was trying to stop it. He didn't really foresee it very well. He was just he was just fighting him, and like buildings got in the way. And like at the end, so much. It's like it it, it doesn't matter. It's like fighting him is what he was doing. It's not like he can just walk up to him and press the dead button. Like, yeah, yeah, he was he, trying to stop him as best as he could. Right. Never before that moment was he in a position to stop him by killing him. I don't think that's true. Yeah, no. There was no place where he had his hands around Zod's neck. At, po- at, at some point in time, Superman is insanely way more powerful than Zod because Zod hasn't figured out how to use his powers yet. And Superman could have killed him easily before then. It's not that... I don't think he could. I don't know what power Superman has that would go past the indestructibility Zod inherently has and doesn't Apparently have to learn how to use. Apparently, neck snapping power is good. He well, could have been like, like way before Zod. Even how could how he to... have walked up to Zod? Zod didn't even have super speed at some point. He didn't even when he took off the the mask. He was like, <laughs> Superman could have got him right there. Yeah, he here's the problem. Right I think there, you're looking I, at it right there. He wasn't. He didn't. I think, think you're looking at it Zod. from a different perspective. I mean, the, the, I'm looking at Superman. And I, I mean, why he didn't kill him, I, I don't know. But I'm looking at Superman and I'm thinking, okay, you've got this guy who's threatening these people who you are, who have, you've called home for 33 years. Now, that said, this guy's from your original home. You finally found your parents a few days ago. You know, whatever it was. You just figured out where you're from. Now these other people are showing up. I think there was a point in which Superman didn't want to kill these people. No, I understand that. And I think it, that was constantly nagging at his decision making process. I think to at some point yeah. it's caused so much destruction though that it like Yeah, I, I mean yeah, I agree, it, but it, it didn't ridiculous. happen. It, went, yeah. it, it, it like went on for like way too long. I don't think so. I think it was fine. I think it was fine because in the, the middle of all this, you showed Superman bouncing from le- bouncing left and right, saving people along the way, catching guys in the helicopters, uh, stopping trains from being, you know, derailed or whatever it was. I don't remember. Just uh, all these other these smaller situations in which he was doing what he could in the vicinity to stop the situation. I think Max right. He didn't have his hands on his neck. 
And I don't think he was able to get his hands on his neck I, that entire I, time. I, I have to disagree. But didn't, right. wasn't Zod like I, essentially... I can't imagine what power Superman has, which he doesn't display super speed very well. And when he does display it, all the rest of them already have it too. Fiora yeah. and Jaxer have it during the fight. I, like, well, he, I'm, I'm kind of with Mag. I think that Zod kind of like guilts him. I think he's like, you know, like we're Kryptonians. You don't, you know, like, right, right up until he destroys the, the birthing matrix in the scout ship. He, he hasn't given up on the idea that, you know, we can still keep this stuff around. We just don't have to kill everybody else when we, you know, bring Krypton yeah, back. Right. What I, what I, it was Jor-El's plan yeah. to be so the bridge between worlds. He's like, there let's, is no uh, more Krypton. let's get Krypton. beyond what Superman didn't do. And were there any other sticking points? Was there, were there, were there other things in this video you want to discuss? Uh, the product placement was like kind of hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Su- I hop man. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they destroy it. I hop. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> they, they come back to that I hop several it's times. Pretty, <laughs> Lois goes there in the yeah. beginning. It's pretty yeah. funny though. I have seen this thing on Reddit that was like, you thought product placement was bad in the, this one. Here's a fight, the fight scene between Zod and Superman and Superman 2. And Superman no. is like literally beating the crap out of Zod with a bag with of Doritos. A gigantic like Marlboro cigarette truck like just right in the shot the whole time and then at one point in time like Superman just picks up Zod and throws him through the Marlboro cigarette truck he gets out Superman beats him up again he grabs him by the like the arms and does like the spin around throws Zod and he goes flying into a gigantic Coca-Cola sign <laughs> it's like, yeah that's funny I, that's uh, part of the business. Hang on, though. though. You know, Speaking of the yeah. old movie, the one thing, and and I I didn't have the problems that you had with this movie, but the one thing this movie was missing, they didn't say it one time. They yeah. didn't say it one time. You know what I'm talking about? Kneel before you know Zod. Kneel before Zod. They didn't say kneel before Zod not one time. There was a perfect moment when 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 they first bring Kal El before uh, uh uh Zod, and he's like, "You must be Zod," and Fiora's like, "General Zod, he is our lead." You know that should have been kneel oh, yeah. before Zod. Like, <laughs> come on! I don't get it, man. You're butt hurt whenever he screams "Come," but you hate it when he doesn't do kneel before Zod. That's because they were doing it right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, and ba- just real quick, back on the thing we were talking about. Like, I don't dislike the movie at all, and I don't particularly hundred percent right. uh, like agree with what I heard in that thing. I-, I can just see the points that he was making, and like, if you step back and look, I haven't the, seen the thing. The destruction so is absolutely ridiculous. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's part of it that I loved. That's what I, l- I really wanted liked to see. It too. I was like, oh, boom! Exploded. I wanted to like, see it because I got. I, I made the joke on this podcast before that it's like. Uh, Metropolitans? What are they called? Metropolitans? Metropolitans? No. Metropolites, maybe. Metropolites? Mets. Whatever. (laughs) Mets. They're just always like, like, every time Superman gets involved in something, he is just tearing shit up. Even before the, like, the fight before Zod and Superman starts, and, like, everybody's like, oh, it's okay, and then, like, Zod comes out of the rubble, like, when they're like, oh, it's okay, it looks like a freaking yeah. nuclear <laughs> bomb. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, a weapon of world destruction was used on. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like it seems to me like, and like I said, I've made this joke before. That's like, oh, it's okay. It's it just Superman, but like, you're you're still gonna be chasing the gangbangers that are mark that are tagging the the train cars and whatnot. But Superman can go around and blow up buildings and throw bad guys down the street, tearing up all the the road work the, and everything. He doesn't. He. I think the only, I, I personally, I think the only people in Metropolis that, that should like Superman should be the construction workers. He didn't pick me in the work all no, the time. No, no, oh, no. that's how that's how Man of Steel two starts. It's Lex Luthor is rebuilding Metropolis. There it is, and making bank off of it. I there just it totally is. wouldn't even live in Metropolis. I'd rather I live in either. Gotham City and get like, like my shit stolen than like have my house blown up. Six times you've thrown this guy through my window now. Really? Can't yeah, you just snap like, his neck and be done with it like you did with the other guy? They yeah. end up saying that like some combination of Lex Tech, Brainiac Tech, and Candor Tech. Like is is incorporated into Metropolis at one point or another to like help people you know survive this crap. 
Because even yeah. when Lobo rolls into town, it's like everybody's getting punched through a building every move. Like I another just real quickly, other things I, I really liked Feora's character. I did too. She was yeah. like as good as Zod, if uh, not. Uh, is. She adapted faster. She was so freaking. She just wasn't cool. quite as strong. Like the the part where she was like teleporting, she was like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It totally like, reminded oh. me of Nightcrawler. Well, Crawler. hang on. The the adaptation is only for some of the powers. Well, it's important to know. They, they're, they're all super speed and super strength and indestructible when they land. What they don't know how to do yet is the eye lasers. Uh, breathe. The, yeah. the breath yeah. doesn't. Oh, yeah. Does it do it doesn't, not even no, just movie. breathe normally. No, just yeah. breathe. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Inhale, they, they haven't acclimated to the atmosphere. They don't have the eye lasers and they, don't, they can't fly. I was waiting for the breath. I hope it's in the next movie. I, I know, do. It was always one of the weirdest of his I powers. like the frost I still breath. like it. It's hard to physically explain. Like, I'm the sure they're going to do it. I'm sure they're going to do something. Superhero. I'm sure they're going to do something because they played an homage to the fact that he couldn't fly. So I'm sure they're going to show all of his powers. Well, he can fly now. Well, I know he can. Okay. But they were showing him only being able to leap at first. That was the best The thing. idea is that he's he's growing into powers. it. Yeah. yeah. How about the Jesus stuff? What did you guys think about that? I Jesus really stuff? liked it. I didn't think that there was as much Jesus I didn't stuff see as much, as but apparently a whole I bunch of people him. did. Because, okay, the scene where it was like side by side with Jesus. That was <laughs> all I thought. That was all <laughs> I thought, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of people say that when he's floating out of the, the spaceship, he's going into like a Christ pose. I'm like, the Christ pose is not with your arms slightly down and out to the side. It's hanging up over your head because they got nails yeah, in them and you're, you're hanging, hanging off of them. People got that wrong, but then I heard that Warner Brothers was actually holding screenings of this for church groups, like free for church groups. They, <laughs> there's a sermon on their website if, in case uh, preachers don't want to have to write one for it about the movie. Wow. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They, they, I don't know if when Zack Snyder made the movie he was trying to push Jesus, but Warner Brothers sure as shit is afterward. I only thought it was like the two things and, and you know, slightly the messianic thing, but like... Well, he also goes into the church. The other <laughs> that's what we're, that's where we're talking about. Oh, okay. As gotcha. far as the other st- as far as the Jesus stuff, I mean, yeah. Again, that was just um those are just conclusions that are drawn from pop culture anyway, yeah. and they were just it was pandering, you know. You, you specifically put him by the by the statue. You have him in the church, you know. All the good stuff. Oh, can I mention something that I like that maybe wasn't like really that obvious, I guess? Just something not. It's sure. like I liked how like throughout most of the movie he was like a really quiet guy and you know not big on the social aspect. But when it came time for him to like step into the Superman role and like talk to the military, yeah, and he was like, yeah, so like, super like a affer- you know it's very like author- very authoritative yeah. in his voice and like really like playing the Superman role really well. The incarceration scene was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting. And he was for just Batman. like blink. Yeah, yeah he's like, can't control me. You know, I was waiting for Batman to. to come into the interrogation room. Right. With, some, with a little piece of kryptonite. It looked exactly like that scene. Uh, two yeah. things. Two oh, things yeah. I really didn't dig about the movie. We touched on it earlier. Was uh, Lois Lane? I didn't really like that. Lois Lane was fine. I didn't really like she that. She could have been awful. She could have been awful. I, I don't think she could have been. I've seen anything other than what she was. There were very. There was very little dialogue. She from didn't her. play damsel in distress. No, which not I at liked all. That. Not yeah, at she all. Like, that was like was slamming cool. scotch well, in the bar. Well, some of my friends said that when he catches her after she like is the only person who survives. Well, oh, yeah. well, after they like phantom zone the the, the ship or whatever, um, and she and she's the only one who survives the plane and is falling down. Superman saves her, and they're like, "If you're Lois Lane, Superman will save you every time. If you're ten thousand other people in the center of Metropolis, Superman hasn't got <laughs> for you." <laughs> Which, I, you know, I have to say, well, he wasn't in a position to save anybody else. You know, I, most of the time he was on the other side of the world trying to take care of the thing. But you know, the it, it uh, is conspicuous that the one time Lois. The, the the only times Lois Lane is ever in danger, he's right there. Hey man, he's not playing favorites. The last thing I've got <laughs> is uh, 
the very beginning of the movie, and I, this was hard for me to get over at first. And it's it's nitpicky, it's silly, I know, but it was he's the deckhand. Uh, he's on the deck, and the crab trap's about to fall on him, and the guy tackles Deadliest him. Catch. Yeah. yeah, the guy tackles him and shoves him off to the side. So first, I'm like, okay, that doesn't seem right, but he must have rolled with it. Whatever. He's not supernaturally heavy. Inertia, you know. I'm what? It's the inertia factor. When Zod grabs him and slides him across the ground, bricks fly up. When he hits the bottom of a boat, because some little peon slides him across the ground, nothing happens. But in any case, that wasn't the the meat and potatoes. What I'm saying here is, the next thing they're seeing the oil rig off to the side, and uh, he disappears and he goes over. You see him climbing up the thing, and this uh, this scene was literally crafted just to show uh, Henry Cavill with a shirt off. Yeah. yeah. He he gets in there and he just rips off the airlock door, and he's on fire. It's, and he's it's he's looking like, around him. Sure. He's like, "Hey, come with me." It's like, "No, dude, you're already on fire. I'm not <laughs> going with you. That's a bad way to go." As a matter of fact, can you put the door back on? Because <laughs> it's getting hot in here now. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, these flames out there are now eating up all the oxygen here. <laughs> probably, we're we're probably, all about to pass out. You know, that's probably the the time in the movie when he used the ice breath, but they just didn't <laughs> yeah, show they just didn't show. He's like, yeah. oh, hold on a sec, let me get this. It's in the deleted scenes. You have to pay ten extra dollars for the DVD. Yeah, yeah let's follow the little, so the huff and puff yeah. like, got him there. Yeah, let's let's follow the uh, the uh, guy dying of thirst through the desert. That's a great plan. This guy's already on fire. No way, I'm following this dude. Okay, well, that was it for yeah, me. It was nitpicky and silly. Yeah, it's pretty nitpicky. It so was hard to get over that one yeah, for a few cool minutes. Yeah, watching him be on fire. Uh, yes, it was. It was yes, a good-looking scene. I think there's a doomsday uh, possible sequel here with the like what happened to all the Kryptonian uh, outposts. Because they, they don't just find yeah. these things abandoned. They, find they didn't recall their population. Like, yeah. Everybody on yeah. all these is dead. Yeah. yeah. like Something... What, they say that for like a hundred thousand years or whatever, Kryptonians were colonizing the galaxy and they were all over everywhere yeah. and they were raping everything of all the resources. Something, you know, Brainiac. something killed them all. Yeah, yeah. there's something. Doomsday. Something. Something when they when they think concentrated the, back on Doomsday, it kind of like just goes to one place. I don't and think. That place you, is Earth. I think you. It, it's like the Doom Galactus thing. Yeah. You'd, you'd have to change what Doomsday was. Yeah. You know what it is? It's Doomsday is a genetic thing that they made when they recalled the populace. They made like the perfect thing that's able to kill Kryptonians and sent it out to all the the outposts of anybody who didn't come back got wiped out. So there weren't any rogue Kryptonians running around the world to it's, like challenge them. It's Cyborg Superman. Yeah. And what, by the way, wasn't wasn't the, that what the Eradicator was? Was like a robot that was supposed to go to other planets and like make it. It was Kry- supposed to make it Krypton. Yeah. So like the ship in the movie is basically like what the, the Eradicator, Eradicator is supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. <laughs> they turned it into. Well, that's a, cool. A they conceptualized it into a ship. Now you just have the, the like one version of Keelix that survived from the from the ter- terraformer, and, 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 and it becomes it the Eradicator. Yeah. It's, it's like, perfect. I will finish my mission of turning this planet into Krypton. Uh, it's like, Man of Steel four. Yeah right. <laughs> and, and 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 in Man of Steel four, Lawrence Fishburne steel armors up and becomes steel. It's perfect. Take a quick break. Come right back. And we're back. We are. Steve, you've prepared another version of Too True. Uh, obviously, Man of Steel, or is it Man of Steel uh, themed? 
Superman themed. Superman themed. So yeah, I'm him, ready. him being the Man of Steel. He is the Man yeah, of Steel, yeah. So. You guys are going down. Ah, oh, crap! He's wearing the shirt. <laughs> he and does the have the shirt and the hat on. Does that have like a Spider-Man thing going <laughs> on? Yeah, it's got his belt. He has hexagon abs. That's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 from the new Fifty Two. Oh, okay. So it's like armor. So, Steve, I'll let you take this one away. All right. Everybody knows the rules. All this is... No, we don't. You do. Nobody what? knows the rules. Three of them are... Yeah, three three, three options. One of them is... One of them is true. One of them is true. Three three things. Steve will give us three things. One of them is true. The other yep. two are false. Yep. Okay. Uh, there, there are two that are false? But two this, that are false. One this time, it's all just stuff that has happened in the Superman universe. Actual okay. stuff. Yeah, in the comics or like whatever okay. at some point. Mostly just in the comics. Like since 1938 or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Anything. This is just to prove like how insane Superman is, basically. All right, we're in. All right. And <laughs> you, mean, you mean the story, like if not yeah, that Superman story. isn't yeah. insane. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> turns yeah. out Superman's just some 28-year-old yeah. kid from Smallville who's batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> So I've got four of these, and each round is three things, and you just have to guess which one is the real one. All right. All right. Ready? There's, only, there's four total questions? There's uh, 12, total que- 12 total options like throughout the whole game, but this is just the first round of three questions. Okay. Right. If the DC Universe is a dream, who's the dreamer? We are. Is it Superman? We are. Oh. Well, but you're supposed to be in your dream. Oh, God. We're powerless in our own dreams. That sucks. All right. All right, Steve. All right, first one. Which one of these really happened in the Superman universe? Is it option number one? Jimmy Olsen was once forced by his fan club to romance a highly advanced female robot in order to make Lucy Lane jealous. Was it number two? (laughs) Wow. Number two. Jimmy Olsen once faked his own death in order to see who would care if he died in a tragic (laughs) accident. That isn't real. Please make sure. <laughs> was it option number three? Jimmy Olsen once started an illegal backgammon gambling ring in order to track down kryptonite-laced currency. <laughs> so who's got, who's answering first? I answer first. Okay. God, I hate Jimmy Olsen. I'm gonna say Jimmy Olsen's a a, a little bit of a bitch. I'm gonna say option two, where he faked he his death himself? to see if anybody cares. He didn't oh. actually kill himself, right? He just like wrote this. He, he killed himself yeah. to see if anybody would notice. <laughs> yeah, he like so wrote you. a. You that, like, that explains. That's what they did when they wrote out. What did Jimmy he do? Olsen. He just like wrote a suicide note and then went on vacation for a week and didn't tell anybody. No, no, idea. no. One author came in on Superman and just decided not to write Jimmy Olsen in any of the stories anymore. And three authors later, somebody went, "What happened to Jimmy Where did Olsen?" Jimmy go? And they just went, "He killed himself to see if anybody would notice," and nobody did. It was, it was a tragic accident. So he didn't really just like yeah, yeah. off himself. But. I also say answer two. I think that he totally did answer that. Answer two? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say that. Man, the, I really liked the first I'm, one, though. I'm going to say the, That's ridiculous. the backgammon ring. The backgammon ring? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wouldn't that be it some like. seems like some weird that's shit. That's some that, early like, 80s shit. Yeah. Or like 50s. Like, yeah. I could see that too. Backgammon gambling? Yeah. Oh, I guess you would have to remember that backgammon was a game you could gamble at. So yeah. yeah, probably like that. Now, Jimmy Olsen had his own book for like two years. Yeah, it's called Jimmy Olsen's yeah. Superman <laughs> Pal. Yeah. Superman's Pal. Yeah, seriously. It was a Silver Age book. Go fig. Tyler, what you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with the gambling ring. The okay, gambling so we ring? got two We got two uh, suicide attempts and two illicit gambling rings. So two number two, two number three. Yeah, well, can I get mine without cheese? Yeah. And uh, uh, fries. Uh, at large, do you have diet Dr. Pepper? No. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> everything else fine, but no Diet Dr Pepper. Well, you're all wrong. It oh, was no the way. first one. Really? Yeah. God, I, what was the first one again? J- Jimmy Olsen was once forced by his fan club to romance a highly advanced <laughs> female robot in order to make Lucy his Lane jealous. So ridiculous. What was sounds, a highly advanced female robot? And like how did they force him? They built the. They had like a robot, and she was so like technologically advanced she was like sentient and she didn't know she was a robot and his fan club was just like controlling it at a ski resort that they were all at and this sounds like the archies yeah it's basically an archie yeah it's an archie pretty much sounds like archie that was that's badass brian yeah good man yeah that's exactly what i was thinking it was like we're jughead is like Oh, you guys you guys couldn't hear it but dan and brian just nerd high-fived which is actually why you couldn't hear it yeah <laughs> it was very. It sad. was very fat. <laughs> the the limp wristed, slightly missed. It was high. terrible. This is my aggro. At game. some point into the swing, they realize they're about to touch and withdraw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve, what you got for round two? All right, round two. Mac answers first. Right. Yeah. Which one of these really happened in the Superman universe? These all involve Lois Lane. So oh. stepping up, you know. Hey, baby. <laughs> A very small step. Uh, <laughs> she also had her own Silver Age series for a while. It's called Lois Lane, Superman's bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Was it number one? Which one really happened? Was it number one? Evil Lois Lane once turned into a baby and tried to trick baby Superman into marrying her. Was it? What is this? That's so far fetched. It almost has to be the right answer. Was it? Was it number two? Lois Lane once hid her head in a lead box so that Superman could not see how ugly she was. <laughs> <laughs> was it number three? Lois Lane once turned herself black and proposed to Superman as the ultimate test of his integrity. <laughs> I like no, that. I'm not touching that one with a ten foot pole. I will. Oh goodness, Mac, it's on you, man. Uh, what was the first one again? It was Evil Lois Lane. Was Muppet Babies. Evil Lois Lane turned once, herself into a baby. Once and turned herself to... into a baby, baby, and tried to. Uh, Get baby Superman, baby Superman to marry her. So we got Rugrats. No, I'm, going, I'm going with the second answer. I'm going with uh, that she once hit her head in a lead box <laughs> in order in order to prevent awesome. Superman from seeing how ugly she was. <laughs> I'm going with option three. Option one, please. <laughs> All right. Three was the black man. one, right? Yeah, three yeah. was the black one. Oh goodness gracious! All right, so we got uh, ugly Lois Lane. Baby Lois Lane or Black Lois Lane? No, nobody has any points. Oh at yeah, this point. no, that's right. Because yeah. you guys all except guessed that, wrong. Except that, except that ugly is first. No, ugly is second. Ugly, ugly is second. second. Yeah, okay. All right, I'm gonna go with um, this. Is ridiculous. I gotta go with Baby Lois Lane. You guys are all wrong, Option and I one. just got a point. <laughs> Do you know that that happened? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. Trick question. They all happened. Ah! Oh! <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh my. God. I knew for sure. Uh, so we all get a point. I think yeah, none sure. of us get a point. Sure. <laughs> Which is the so we're less losers. A point. Uh, yeah, it is. God, Everybody like, gets I, a point. Like when he said that, I was like, I know the black one's going to be on there. And then I was like, <clears throat> and then the third one was the black one. I was like, you guys are all wrong. Yeah. I know I got this one. I don't think that's the ultimate test of his integrity. <laughs> <laughs> I think that speaks more volumes about Lane Lois Lane's integrity. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lois Lane thinks Pretty that being much. black is the greatest challenge to someone's <laughs> relationship with another person. She's so testy. <laughs> what the hell? Oh. <laughs> Lord. She's so sassy. Yeah. Lois, you're fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, move over, Tyler. Uh, oh, no. 
All right. I'm not even the same species as you. Do you think it matters what race you are? <laughs> this next one might be kind of easy. I don't know. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, all right. These involve the main man, Superman. Lobo? No, the main man's Lobo. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, was it number one? Superman once punched a guy so hard that instead of killing him, it sent him tw- uh, 24 hours into the past. Was it <laughs> number two? Superman was once tricked into eating a kryptonite laced cheeseburger by Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> Or was it number three? <laughs> Superman once gained the ability to shoot a mini Superman out of his hand. <laughs> that kind of happened. I'm, I'm going to go with A, where he punched a guy into the past. A. I like A, too. Oh, goodness. I'm going with... Um... The cheeseburger one is really stupid. I'm going with if the cheeseburger that's, one. that's real, <laughs> you're going I'm, with the cheeseburger I'm going with, okay. I'm sticking with Jimmy Olsen on this one. Do you remember in All-Star Superman where the little Kandorans go into him yeah. and are trying to fix him, yeah. but instead he can't, they, they can't fix him, but instead he like goes to see all the little orphans and puts his hand out and they yeah. fly out of his hand yeah. and, all, and cure all the kids of cancer? Yeah. I'm, I'm going with uh, that he gets the ability the to throw one? a little version out of himself. All right. All right. Well, it's the third one. All right. <laughs> all right. The other two didn't happen. Uh, he so did not. Mac is the only one with a point, technically. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, so far. <laughs> You are. One to nothing. Final one. Final question. All right. We can either time double Mac points or die a hero. Du- <laughs> <laughs> live long enough to see yourself become Mac. Do- double points. <laughs> this Slash this round's worth twenty-seven points. Lightning round. This one. Co- yeah, this one's worth fifty points. Yeah. You can. Mac can't answer. You, you can either die a loser or live long enough to see yourself become Mac. <laughs> it's it's hell. <laughs> 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 what? What am I, Mandark? Yeah. <laughs> Steve, did you forget what questions you yeah. wrote? Hold on a sec. Right. Oh, Steve's reading go. comics. <laughs> you got like Oh, I gotta find something. Oh, it took me two seconds to find something <laughs> stupid from Superman. <laughs> uh, this is the last one. They involve Superboy. Oh, the Metropolis yeah. Kid. Uh, was it number one? Superboy once demonstrated to a stadium full of people. What a terrible mistake it would be if he joined any sports team. <laughs> Number two, Superboy's robot mentor once took him out and got him laid. <laughs> or, number th- <laughs> or number three. <laughs> Lex Luthor once captured a stupid version of Superboy by trapping him in a jungle gym made of kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid version. <laughs> oh. These are, this is another one where I think it's a trick question. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Tyler, you answer first. It's on you, man. Oh. God, it's man. just too easy. The 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 sports team one just seems too logical. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm gonna go with it. I'm going with uh, because uh, Lex Luthor gets a little ridiculous from time to time. I'm going with the Jungle Gym. I'm going with the sports team. In the mid '90s, I'm pretty sure Super Bowl was all, Superboy was all about that punani. So I'm going to go with <laughs> option two. These are mostly Silver Age, but oh. Uh, <clears throat> well, trick question again. They all really happened. Oh, <laughs> I knew. Do I get a point? Do I get an extra point? What robot mentor took him out and got him late? Who did he? He had like a robotic teacher from Krypton, 
And one time it was, was like, like, hey, you need to learn the birds <laughs> and the bees. One time he was like, I'm going to get you a hooker. <laughs> he, uh, he like, Your name is Jimmy Olsen. Hung out with him. <laughs> he just like hung out with him for a day. And uh, there was like some girl that he was like into or something. And like, the robot's one, like, hey, one kid, thing led to me. another. Steve. And the robot just kind of egged him on, one you know? Thing. Steve, I've learned something today uh, that if you're ever a game show host, that all of your games, <laughs> half of the questions would be trick questions. Yep. <laughs> so by default, I just one... thought they were so stupid. I just wanted to like say them. I didn't I've been even play- care. I've been playing the Facebook version of You Don't Know Jack. Yeah. Have you ever played that game? Oh, it's yeah. such a great oh, game. game. Great. And yeah, game. Superboy once demonstrated to a stadium full of people. It was another Silver Age book where he was like, he was in high school or something. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Everybody uh, was like, hey, why don't you like play sports, Superboy? And he was like, everybody gather around and I'll show you why. <laughs> and he's like, got all this, he's got this like gauntlet set up of like different like track and field, football, all this different stuff. He and he's like, like decathlon. <laughs> he's like, it. if I tackled somebody, they would die. <laughs> you guys are stupid. <laughs> but yeah, it's, that was great, dude. That a lot of dumb shit. I, the one about the the kryptonite jungle gym was the one I could find the least info about, but I know it happened for sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah, the Lois Lane ones are all the most insane. I, the black one I knew about. Silver Age comics <laughs> must have been like they were insanity. like Archie comics. They really were. <laughs> they all pretty much uh, were. Yeah, they were like, "What's Superman do today, pal?" And Thank God they destroyed that universe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Superman probably has. A lot of uh, stuff that shouldn't be uncovered from that age. Yeah. (laughs) I I thought that this was going to be... I don't know. I don't know what I thought it was going to be. But the <laughs> Steve made it. The first thing that the first thing that came to mind was the layering on of Superman's power since the beginning. Like before, he used to be able to just jump. How every time he would come up to a new a new challenge that he wasn't able to. Oh, now I have. Now I have eye beams. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's a a series of blogs that I got a lot of these from off of the comic book resources website called uh, "I Love You But You're Strange." Yeah. And it's like every Steve. That's really nice. uh, Send that to Brian every time he has a birthday. Once a month. It's the publisher of the blog. It's under uh, the title "Comics Should Be Good" because they have like four or five different publishers and each one has multiple columns so like Neat. this one publisher comic should be good they have a column called i love you but you're strange and it's just all everyone is just not just superman but all different comics from all different eras of just totally insane stuff like the time the x-men really needed to learn about like the marvel marketing department and stuff there's yeah. uh Supergirl made out with like has made out with like multiple animals and stuff like that. Like she had a horse. <laughs> That's great. And yeah. she had a horse. <laughs> Did you know that Aquaman had a pet ward at one point? It was a little aqua octopus. Yeah. Squishy or something? Yeah, or it was like oh Cupo or Squishy Squ- or something like Squishy. <laughs> Cuz his brain's not solid. <laughs> All right guys, well Steve, that was fun. Thank you very much. Hope you guys enjoyed that. If you guys have any ideas for uh for two true, send them in. Well, we we can play them. We should play them like more often. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So I feel um, like we should record ourselves playing like the Star Wars trivia game. Oh, that sounds like, pretty fun. Throw down. Also, don't forget. Stuff. I mentioned it earlier. Don't forget about the uh, Game Store Weirdos contest. It's yeah. live. You can check it out on the uh, carpegm.net slash contest. Or just stories. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah, it. Yeah. I, I explained it all. I explained it all on the website. They yeah. can check it out. So. 
Thanks for joining us. This has been the Carpe Diem Gamecast. I'm Dan. I'm Steve. I'm Tyler. Brian. I'm Mustard Stain Mac. And remember, support the hobby, support the industry, support your local game store, and support Rich's Smokehouse, the best barbecue this side of the river. The Carpe GM Gamecast is presented under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License Version 3.0. For further discussion on this topic or just about anything else, join our forum at carpegm.net slash forum. To contact us with questions, comments, and other feedback, please send your emails to dan at carpegm.net. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook slash carpegm.net or follow us on Twitter at C-A-R-P-E underscore GM. Thanks for listening. The interstitial music for this episode is Razor's Edge by Aaron Cam and the One Drops. For more information on this amazing band out of St. Louis, please check the show notes or the post page on carpegm.net. Once again, Aaron Cam and the One Drops. Enjoy. I'm
Like I've been going down now in my life 